So yeah. I'm hoping that we I figure I remember how to work this thing. Me too. Let's make sure we're recording. We're recording. All right. That's perfect. All, All right. right. Now ready and cue dramatic music. Right? Yep. Now. Guess what, everybody? It's 2023, and the boys are back. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, with my man Bo, for the first episode in the year of Parked in Turn 1. Bo, it's been a while. It's good to be back. Are you actually there, or is this a joke? Yeah, man. Um, good to meet you. <laughs> um, it's been some time. Yeah, it's nice uh, to e-meet you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E-handshake, e-high-fives, whatever we uh, we need to do. Yeah, how was... Yeah. Uh, um, wow. Yeah, it's been some time, so I'm sure that we have just um, interrupted the slumber, the, the peaceful slumber that some people are experiencing over this winter break. They uh, probably yep. have enjoyed yep. not listening to us armchair quarterback, but guess what? The break's over, over, guys. <laughs> We're back, and it's time to uh, to really be opinionated until next November. So uh, I hope you guys are ready because here it is. Yeah, it, here comes here comes <laughs> basically ten months of unfiltered, <laughs> unqualified opinions, and oh. you know I. I I've been I, I've been watching the you know the releases or the unveilings of the bike. And yeah, the, yeah. The Ducati's and, and, uh, the red again, I think. The, the, um, so. Yeah, it's still red. That's interesting, but it's still red. But the Prima Premac they went from blue and red and white to purple mostly. They did that last year a little bit, but they started it this yeah, year. Yeah. Started with the purple. Uh, the Grassini bikes look amazing. Um, you know, I so and and then we've also seen now some World Superbike testing. And Top Rack is taking no prisoners right from the jump, um, but I, I think you know there's a lot to talk about, a lot of a lot of expectations, a lot of things that you know. What do you think going to happen? Type of questions. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's a good time for us to get started and kind of lean into as we enter this preseason testing kind of uh, part of the year. You know, where we can give some seriously unqualified and biased <laughs> opinions. Like, I'm not even going to say it's unbiased. But yeah, uh, yeah. so in the off season, the end of last year happened. I want to start with a question for you. The end of last year happened. We know Pecco wins the world championship. Mm -hmm. He does the thing. We know Pecco is going to run the number one mm -hmm. uh, as well as Bautista. He's also running the number one. So the, the season ended. Where are you now? I mean, what were you looking for in the off-season questions? You know, we saw the postseason test. What 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 were your biggest takeaways from the off-season surprises? Uh, what are your hopes for the new season? All that. Let's get into it. Let's you start. Oh goodness. Um, you know, so to preface, you know, like I just mentioned, um, I haven't really been up on all the testing, preseason testing, off-season drama, anything like that. Is it because I, you hate motorcycle racing? Yeah, I can't stand them. I don't even know what a motorcycle is anymore. Gosh. Um, Wow. But no, it, you know, it's just, you know, life happens. That's what kind of why we've been out for a while. But um, no, you know, Pecco uh, earned championship there. Um, uh, obviously, you came back from, uh, you know, from such a deficit to, to really break a lot of records um, and put Ducati back on top of the uh, on top of the podium on top of the, you know, the world again. Essentially, he and Bautista both this year. Um, kind of the same year that Yamaha had the year prior, um, not quite to as grand a scale. 
as Yamaha did when they cleaned up simply, you know, by numbers and volume in some cases. But uh, um, as far as the offseason goes, I've really got to say that I'm looking for what is going to happen in Honda. Um, I think Honda is a huge question mark right now for me. Um, What Joanne Muir is going to look like. Uh, what Mark Marquez is going to look like coming out um, into testing and what kind of bike that Honda is actually going to deliver and what kind of platform um, that, you know, is going to be competitive or not competitive in 2023. I think that Mark Marquez basically said that, you know, if there's no, if the bike can't win a championship and there's no point, you know, kind of trying to fight for it. Um, you know, so I don't know if that is the point where he's starting to see, um, not necessarily maybe the end of his career, but also the what's the you know the incentive to really putting his life on the line um, to the great extent that he has done in the past. Um, and again, that's speculation. Uh, but I think to me that's a big question mark. Another sure. another interest I have is what kind of package Yamaha is going to bring to the table, um, because you know as we've seen, they've already gotten some horsepower numbers out of their bike uh, thanks to the. Italian F1 manufacturer or uh, engineer that was brought on board. So, uh, and I know that there was some stink about um, Yamaha not wanting the media at testing, I believe. Uh, you know, obviously the European manufacturers were all about it. They were fine. Hey, we'll stick, uh, we'll stick cameras wherever you want us to put cameras. But Yamaha was not so keen on allowing that kind of transparency to the public. So um, I'm a little curious if Yamaha is still behind the eight ball or if Yamaha has started to turn a corner as far as innovation goes and trying to take a few pages out of the Ducati book. Um, but uh, I'm curious about Yamaha, um, and I'm curious about, obviously, Fabio. But more so than Fabio, I think Franco Morbidelli is a big question mark to, to me. Had a rough couple of seasons. Uh, we know that Frankie was uh, more or less knocking on a championship door in 2020, and um, I would not uh, be upset if we saw Franco Morbidelli win some more races in 2023 but I want him to make sure that he's got the bike to do that. What about you? What are you looking for? Well, I think you covered about everything in the whole world of motorcycle racing there. So we're curious about it all. Hey, but man, I think, three months. yeah, I'm let, listen, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so this really, everybody, this is just three months of not getting able to t- being able to talk about it in depth. I, I think I, I want to start with Yamaha because the talent level we saw from Fabio last year on a on a pretty a pretty far behind in terms of performance and technology bike was pretty inspiring i i you know it really showed at the end of the year when everyone else was developing their bike and improving it and yamaha was just kind of standing pat at the beginning of the year the bike could compete on some parts of the racetrack but at the end of the year it really couldn't compete at all um and you saw Fabio riding it at a limit, past the limit, and at a level that it, it just seemed impossible. Right. Um, on the other hand, I think Marquez and Honda are in a similar boat. Now, they got Mir over at Honda now, and Renz is on a Honda, though not the factory team. Uh, I think that bike will be very close to factory spec for Renz. Uh, if not it, if not completely factory spec, but I, I mean, they have to come so far, right? Like it feels like a, it feels like they have to come light years to catch up with Ducati, 
and 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 you know, and to a lesser extent, maybe even KTM has to do the same. It feels like Ducati is just so far out front at the end of last year in terms of development on their motorcycle. Um, but I I also find it interesting that Ducati has made some statements in the off season that they don't want to make the same mistake they did last year. So they're not trying to do too much. They tried to focus on the areas maybe they were weak last year, if you could call it that, though there weren't a lot of weak points, and really just work on that rather than trying to do what they did at the beginning of last year, which bring an, a completely new engine that they couldn't figure out, and then, you know, Peko got behind the eight ball, and then they're like, okay, let's let's just make this thing do what we know it can do and stop trying to squeeze, you know, an extra, you know, five kph or five horsepower out of it or changing the engine mapping to something crazy that scientifically should work but it's not really showing up um you know i i just think innovation there's always that fine line between wow what a great idea and what in the world were you thinking you know and gg toes that line all the time that's what he's supposed to do and he kind of got it wrong at the beginning of the year but all credit to them for figuring it out and getting it right, rather than just keep going down the path they were going. Um, but Mark Marquez, I, I watched the interview that's on MotoGP.com, and he said, you know, I don't know how I won three races in 21, but the pain was so great that people thought I was crying because I was happy, but it was because it hurt so bad. And, you know, he didn't have the pain in 22 after the surgery, but he wasn't really competitive over the length of a race. And that may have had to do with his endurance level, his fitness level, the bike. I mean, it probably was a multifaceted problem, right? So I'm very interested to see what Marquez can do and if Honda did the job that they're supposed to do in the offseason and worked on the bike. So with, you know, everything that you just said, there there's all sorts of intrigue across the way there. And also... Let's not forget that Apriya probably had the second best bike on the grid. What do they bring? Let's not forget that KTM didn't have the best bike, but they won a few races right. or a race. You know, they won. Yeah. So, you know, and they have Brad Bender and, you know, and now they they have Jack Miller. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have Andrea Bastianini who's already said, I'm not playing second to anyone. I want to win. So that's phenomenal because Ducati is going to be managing – Two Italians, what is it you call them? Red blood, passionate. I've never intense. said anything as well. Oh, right. Red blooded, passionate, all those things. <laughs> two, two proud and talented Italians, race, ra- race winning Italians yeah. on Italian machinery. But if anyone knows how to deal with Italians, it's other Italians. Right. Right. So I think I think we can all agree that there's going to be some fierce battles there, but I don't think it's going to come down every race to Bastianini and Pecco Bagnaia. They're, they're going to crash. There's going to be uh, people between them. Mm-hmm. You know, there, yeah. there's going to be other factors. So I think as long as they just stay focused and race each other fairly, if the other one's a little bit sad because he can't beat them, well, that's just part of it. But, you know, you just don't want to see them uh, – taking each other out, trying to make crazy passes or anything. But I don't see that from either of those two. Do you? Um, I don't. I think that if we see um, – so I think the more uh, 
the surprising aggression um, would be seen out of Pecco, just because we think, you know, when I think of Pecco Banyaya, I see such a professional and a gentleman, you know, almost on track, um, although being completely ruthless on a bike, right? But he's very calculated, he's very poised, and he's very deliberate in all of his actions on a bike. Um, I think Bastianini um, has a little bit more uh, spontaneity, spontaneity around the uh, moves that he makes, right? I think that some of those are more unexpected and more of those wow moves that when they do it, like I can't believe that he did that. Um, whereas Pecos are, are much more calculated, more deliberate and um, just more uh, thought out, I think. But you know, the, the factors like you're talking about, I, I'm really excited to see KTM this year. I, we've talked um, Brad Bender fan, Jack Beller fan, uh, KTM fan overall. Um, and, and I think that there is a Jack Miller factor that's going to be brought into that team that could potentially make that team stronger in the garage um, and get the bike in a, in a direction forward. Um, obviously, KTM has also brought on some F1 engineering influences, I believe, into the garage. So it's interesting to see how that's going to play out um, in terms of aerodynamics and whatever packages that they're working on um, within that program. But... Uh, uh, you know, on the topic of Aprilia, um, Aprilia, I think, brings a very balanced bike. Um, and now, you know, they've got Miguel Oliveira in the stable, too, to give them some feedback around that bike, too. Um, and Miguel Oliveira, again, a race winner. So, you know, that three of those four bikes have, um, you know, proven race winners um, in the stable. So, uh, to me, I think Aprilia is going to be strong again this year. Um We'll see. I, I really think that the MotoGP championship, championship this year is going to be really exciting to watch throughout the entire season. Yeah, it will be because we, we're adding the element of sprint races mm-hmm. um, that will spice up the championship a little bit. I think, you know, we have guys on new machinery that we've already mentioned, you know, be it uh, Bastianini stayed with the same manufacturer, but he's in the factory team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquez is on a Ducati. Alex Marquez is on a Ducati uh, Raul Fernandez and uh, Miguel Oliveira are both on Aprilia. So these are these are super super interesting uh, things to watch. Um, we'll, we'll just add, Renz is on a Honda. Uh, yep. Mir is on a Honda. He's in the factory team. So I I'm very interested to see what happens. I, I want to see the development of Fabio Di Genantonio. Um, to see if he makes another step forward. We saw some flashes last yep. year, but let's see if he can put that together a little better. And can Alex Marquez become a consistent top 10, top 5 competitor on a bike that we know can do it? Can he do it? Um, these these are all questions that we're, we're all super interested to, to see. And, and can Jack Miller do anything on a KTM? We know Brad Bender can. He's done it. And if if they give Brad Bender a bike, I I don't know how you beat that guy. Well, that's it. so I said that to <laughs> I said that to my wife uh, the other day. You know, I said the fact that the KTM on with Brad Bender on top of that bike, it's always fast on a Sunday. They've yeah. got to deliver him a fast bike on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. That's you know? right. Um, so yeah, I thought she was going to tell you that you were wrong, and I was like, dang, we're wrong again. Um, you know, but I I think you're absolutely right. They have to figure out qualifying. And they have to figure out how to make your bike fast, not just in a race, but 
in a uh, in, in a straight line, mm-hmm. how to make the how to make it easier on your rider in braking because that's how you set the hot laps. Yeah, when your yeah. rider when your rider has confidence in what the bike feedback is, they will go fast. And, and for know, some reason, they didn't have it this past year. You mentioned these sprint races too. This adds a completely different dynamic, I think, through the weekend. Um, just because those sprint racers are going to be what are they around half race distance, something like that? Yeah, that are going to be yeah, something like that. Qualifying I think ten laps. laps, twelve laps, almost like a, a Super Bowl race. And yeah. we're talking qualifying laps. Every single lap is is these guys are going nuts the entire the entire race. So uh, this could be potentials for. Um, extra, even extra practice and extra time to get yep. to that yep. point to define the limit of these bikes. You know, for people like Alex Marquez who are jumping on new bikes, uh, Raul Fernandez who's going to be getting used to, you know, the uh, uh, the Aprilia as well. Um, this, these are these are opportunities for a while right out of the gate. You know, extra extra seat time when it comes to that kind of qualifying lap again to try to find the limit of the bike, but um, all that within reason, of course. You know, I think. Uh... Yeah, and then, you know, let's not forget that guys like Marquez, you know, he's recovering still and looks like he's stronger than he's been in a long time physically. But I think for Marquez, I think he's one crash away from that all going away, right? Like, it really is. Yeah. He's on that razor's edge. His body, he just it just can't do what it used to do. Um, Quartararo's coming off surgery with his hand. Um, you know, he's back on – I saw – he was back on the motocross bike uh, 45 days. Well, I said surgery, but I don't know if he had surgery, but he did have a broken hand. And I figure they probably pinned it. But um, he's back training now, so he should be ready to go. Uh, we have, you know, coming up, we have the, the off-season tests, and mm-hmm. it's just going to be a lot of fun. I mean, what do you think is going to happen with the second year for Bezecchi? You had mentioned to me in a, a private conversation that you thought maybe he had a couple of wins in him this year. You still think that? I do. I, I really do. Um, Ange kind of rolled her eyes. My wife rolled her eyes at me. So, um, you know, there's one thing she, she thinks that it, that I'm completely wrong and I'm out in left field with that. But I absolutely think that Pitsecki has a pretty good chance to win a race this year. He showed a lot of potential very quickly um, last year, but he still lacked, I think, a little bit of that, that consistency and feel and overall um I don't he want to rode say like judgment. a rookie. Yeah, he did. He rode he, like you know, a rookie. He yeah. kind of had that Marco Simoncelli uh, demeanor about him, right? It was Pinnator, it was checker or wrecker for Betzeki last year, I think. Um, I think, yeah, I, I do. I agree with you. And some of that paid off, and then some of it didn't, right? I mean, he, he had some good <laughs> results, but um, you know, that, again, we talk about team dynamic. I think that's a di- that's a team that has a has a good dynamic in the garage, and and hopefully yeah. there's a lot of synergy there, and they're going to work towards some positivity this year. Yeah, but I do absolutely. Think that um, if I, I guess if I see a win in that team this year, it's probably going to be from Marco Bezzecchi. Sure. Well, Luca's going to be solid, right? We yeah, know that. Yeah. I mean, Luca Luca's going to do a great job as a professional. He doesn't set the world on fire, but he sure is consistent. Um, so let's talk about the teams and what team do you think has the most fireworks and what team do you think the sniping at each other starts early? What what team is that? Oh, I think you you know we talked about it. it's going to be the the Lenovo Ducati team in my opinion. I, I think that's I think some of the comments have already started in the media. Um, you know there's there's a there's a couple pot shots that are being taken about people they didn't want me on the team last year because I was a threat and yada yada. Um, 
so I think that the the Ducati team obviously is going to be the high profile eyes on. That's their who's going to be under the micro the uh, uh, magnifying glass. But honestly, I do still think I think there's going to be some tension and fireworks inside the HRC uh, Repsol Ooh, garage yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I can see some issues developing there personally. I, I can't too, but I can't think of a rider that has less backup in him than Juan Mir. <laughs> like <laughs> he does, you know, cause as a, as a world champion, you're, Oh, you're, you're a six time MotoGP world champion. That's great. I've won one, two, you haven't won in three years and you didn't win a race last year and you missed most of the year. So, you know, I, I'm very curious. I think they'll be good until Mark Marquez and Joan Mir meet on track. Yeah. And yeah. there will be no quarter given teammate or not. And we'll see how that ha- is handled. Um, but if they're both riding around on a terrible bike, that won't be a big deal. Um, well, it, could, bike I mean, it could be a bigger deal. I mean, if they're both riding around on a terrible bike, they know they've got a terrible bike, but still you know if there's a lack of controlled emotion there then i mean it can definitely they, the sparks can fly yeah, back maybe at each so. other if they come together on track like you're talking about right. though right well i i just think it's really it's really funny to think about those guys being on the same team as intense a competitor as mir is now his personality is different from marquez you know off track mm-hmm. but he is just as intense a competitor and i saw him make some passes last year mirror speaking of mirror that were pretty aggressive so i was like all right well we'll see what happens and it's just going to be interesting and and with suzuki out of the picture i mean you had those guys had to go somewhere so well let's talk about the guy we haven't talked about nakagami kept his ride is he going to be competitive or does it depend on the bike yeah well uh I think that Nakagami, honestly, I, I'm glad you brought him up because I wanted to bring him up, um, but uh, but I wanted to to ask the question, you know, who's our hot seat rider? Because I absolutely believe that Nakagami is the, you know, the born under a lucky star this year rider to have kept his job this year. Um, personally, that's my sentiment around him. Uh, and obviously, you know, talented, very, very talented rider. But I think that, first of all, Honda has to be able to give him a good a good bike to ride. But secondly, you know, if they if they follow through on their commitment to him and they give him a good package, they develop that program into something that can be a race winning package. He needs to then return on his promise back to them as becoming a, a competitive rider again. Um, you know, because there is a very very scary Moto Two rider um, that I think could easily have stepped into that role this year and you know spent this year learning that bike as opposed to spending another year in Moto Two before he moves up. Um, but you know, we had that conversation last year. Um, but I I definitely think that Nakagami needs to, to make good on his, uh, on his contract, the HRC and, uh, come, come out swinging this year. You know, I I think Ayagura is obviously who you're talking about in the Moto2 rider. I think Ayagura. I was talking about Philip Salas. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Philip Salich. You know, he was so good last year. Yeah, it's crazy. For man. two or three laps every race. Um, but, you know, Ayagura, I think he's going to have a tougher time this year, honestly, in Moto2. I, I think it's going to be tougher because you have, you know, number one, you've got the guy we're all talking about all the time, right? 
Like mm-hmm. you, you've got him in the mix. He's still on the best team. Um, and you know, Pedro, I just, Pedro Costa is who I'm talking about. And, and, and Pedro may just run away with it. He might, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, yep. I felt like there were flashes of that last year where all of a sudden you were like, holy crap, he's figured it out. Um, and then he got hurt and that kind of set him back and he was never really healthy the rest of the year, but I think he'll be healthy beginning this year. Um, but you know, I think Nakagami's definitely hanging on by his fingernails to that seat. To your point, he's done nothing in the last three years. Um, and there's only so much of that you can do before they get you out of there, no matter your talent level. Um, on a side note, I was flying to Columbus last week and I got on the plane behind a guy with an Itamitsu jacket on and he worked for Itamitsu and I was like, Holy really? Uh, yeah. So I did not know that Itamitsu supplies all the engines for Mazda, Nissan and Honda in their cars. Hmm. Crazy, right? I didn't know that. I, I, I never, I never, I knew Itamitsu was, I didn't know they did that. Um, and they also develop uh, lubricants and stuff like that. But anyway, just as a side note, I just thought that was an interesting conversation. Not the sidebar, right? Not the side yeah, bar. not the sidebar. But I thought, are you an, a race fan? And he goes, no, I just work for Itamitsu. Well, that's a shame. That's kind of deflating, right? Yeah, I, <laughs> I was really like, well, care I, about what we got going on in, yeah, the, in the professional yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about a Honda Accord motor at all. Um, <laughs> but and then we have, we also don't forget, we have the cool gas gas team, which is really KTM in gas gas clothing, but it's still cool. Gas gas being out there. What do you expect to see from your favorite rider? Uh, Paul Espargaro and Augusto Fernandez on the Gas Gas KTM. Are we going to see some real, real results, or are we going to see a lot of, with the bike is terrible, and I don't know what to do. Meh, meh, meh. What do you think? Was that a good Paul Espargaro impression? You know, I was going to I was gonna actually make a comment about it. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, but initially, my... My thought is, I think that Augusto Fernandez, we saw he was kind of a late bloomer, I think, in Moto2, and I kind of expect the same out of him going into MotoGP. Uh, the test, I don't think, went amazing in um, Valencia, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm not sure how many laps he did, but I think that, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure it was a really kind of a great day. Um, we do know that, obviously, yeah. the bike has to develop some. It needs to be to be brought up to the level of, of competitiveness, Um as other teams. Um, but we also know that Paul Spargo is somewhat familiar with that bike and almost kind of sort of had a little bit of somewhat success, um, on the bike as one could almost have throughout the many years that he was involved with that program. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I'm not going to be surprised if Paul Spargo, um, is able to do well. I mean, obviously, he knows okay. what it's like to ride a dumpster fire, right? And and he probably is going to be thanking his lucky stars that he's not on a Honda again. Um, well, who wants to be on a Honda or, right yeah, now? I, yeah, mean, I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, in, in, look, I might take the ride if they offer it to me, <laughs> maybe. But, you know, any professional racer, you know, it, they always talk about it's a dream to ride for Repsol Honda, but right now, that's no dream. So, now... We haven't seen the first test. They may come out of here with an unbelievable bike. And then I'm going to make a prediction right now, though. If the bike is unbelievable, I don't think it's Marquez 
that you have to watch out for. Yeah, I would. I, I think it's mirror. Yeah, I think it's mirror because because you know I, Mark has said more than once. In the end, this arm has had four major surgeries, and it's not what it was. Right. Mm. His talent level is otherworldly for him to be able to ride at all in this championship and be in the top 10 is just unbelievable. And to finish in the top five and on the podium is just incredible. But yeah, race to, after race, I don't know. Yeah, to your point, I think what you're going to see, um, it, it, you know, assume eliminate the variable of the bike, right? Um, let's yep, say that yep. they come out with an amazing bike. I think yep. race over race um, you'll see polarizing results, probably uh, more more polarizing results from Marquez. Meaning, you know, he may win a race and then he might bend the next race. He may win another race and then he may end up in the gravel trap the next race. Um, Mir, I think, What's is your... going to deliver those those consistent results back um, to HRC, which could be those top fives. You know, yeah, um, consistent top tens, if, a few top fives, if the bike is podiums. good, right? Yeah, obviously, right. if the bike is good. Um, but that's also how Mir won his championship, right? I mean, he was just a model of consistency is. throughout yep. the year. Yep, that's who he is. I mean, that's he is just consistent and and on a bike that's good, won't make a ton of mistakes, right? Like he mm-hmm. just won't. Yep. Um, and I think he has a. I don't want to say it's not a similar riding style. It's I think it's a similar approach to riding as Marquez does in my eyes. It's. Right. He he just appears very aggressive on the bike. You know, he doesn't he 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 pushes the bike. He doesn't allow the bike to push him. You know, right, um, right. You know, some guys like obviously they'll we always hear about how smooth of a rider Alex Renz is. Um, it, we've seen that you know certain instances e- even Franco Morbidelli can almost appear you know more of a smoother rider. Uh, Peko Benyaya doesn't really have a an intense. Um, attack on the bike in a lot of instances until, you know, it gets certain moments. But, um, you know, to me, Joanne Muir always looks like he is driving the bike harder forward um, even yeah. as he can. He's always got the bike out of shape. It's always loose underneath of him. Um, well, I think, he, I think he's, I think he's a bet. I think he'll be good for the V4. I think he rides a bike like right, a V4 right. rider. I, I do. I, I heard someone comment about that. And then I just kind of started pay attention, and I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, Simon Crafer, I think last year was talking about that. Yeah, his riding yep, style yep. suited him much better. Well, he thinks so, and so I, I. But after thinking about what Simon said, I kind of agree with it. If you watch Mir ride over and over and over, um, right, right. So, point being, uh. You know, I, I think that could be a really interesting garage to watch. If the bike is good, I think it's going to be some great races between the two of them mm-hmm. and the front-running Ducati and the Aprilia. But speaking of Aprilia, what are you expecting out of Aleish and your boy Mav this year? You know, um, I, 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 I don't know, honestly. I I know that Alicia Spargo had a really a good year comparatively. You know, it, it do, did very well. Um, on the bike, got a win for Aprilia. Finally, got a, the bike is just a good all-around bike. Um, I it think is. that they it have is. done a very good job um, finding their own identity. Um, okay. You know, they don't. Uh, they they haven't really copied some of the. We, we see some of the aerodynamic packages start to look similar a little bit after a while, right? Um, yeah, but Aprilia kind of they kind of took a different approach um, in 2021. Like I said, we talked. Briefly, I've got my speculation, you know, that obviously they looked at an F1 car and they said, let's make a, let's make that into a bike. 
And, it, you know, now we're seeing F1 engineers come into MotoGP. Um, and I think that, that Aprilia really kind of kick-started that revolution a little bit um, in the aerodynamic race and, and changed the way that some of, this, uh, some of these approaches are. Um, if I, I'm a, I, what I'm, my speculation, my concern is if they find their limit faster, um, you know, at some point this season, meaning that they can't keep up with innovations uh, like Gigi Delinia. Uh, we know that Gigi's an amazing engineer. He's he's always thinking of. He's not afraid to try something, and that's what I wanted to add to the comments you were making earlier. Is he's not afraid to try, and he but he's he's got the big picture in mind. Um, you know, he's not rigid around the bike as far as uh, possibly like the Japanese manufacturers, where Yamaha has always maintained that they want a good handling bike over power. Well, that's fine, but what happens when other bikes have the power and can handle as well? You, you know, now you have left yourself at a disadvantage because you can't develop your engine anymore this year. So I think that Ducati is much more strategic about how they develop the bike and where they, they model their approaches in conjunction with how the season plays out, um, you know, and what they can do as the season goes on. Well, I think one of the things that I always disagree with Yamaha on, what your point about them taking the 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 handling characteristic over the power characteristic mm -hmm. you can always mess with your suspension and your settings and your geometry through the year right and right. even your arrow a little bit mm -hmm. you can yeah. you can do that but you cannot mess with the motor so your motor should be really the real off-season focus to your point in my opinion because once the season starts and you've you've given them five engines and those engines have the seal put on them right forget it it's over. There, there is no more. So, you know, I think Yamaha kind of dropped the ball there. And, you know, they're still, I, I wonder sometimes if they're not living when you could do anything you wanted anytime, you know, back in the heyday, mm -hmm. you know, is just whatever you could bring is what you could run. Yeah. Um, and it's similar to how Michelin used to always find some sort of tire somewhere or overnight or construct something and overnight it to Yamaha for Rossi to use back in the day. That's what they used to do. They only Rossi could ride that tire, but they'd make it special for him and they'd do it. Can't do that anymore. So it's a similar thing. Like, yeah, you can, you can play around with a lot on the bike, but you can't touch the motor. So the motor better be good because it's going to hold you back. Like you said, on the straight and out of the corner, if that's holding you back, it doesn't matter how good you are in the corner. Right. Your corner speed's great, but you can't hold a candle to those bikes when they get going. And as we've seen it repeatedly, especially when the Ducati gets up to fifth or sixth gear. Mm -hmm. It's not close. Like, it is just not been close. And uh, so I'm hopeful that they've improved it. Because I'm with you. I'd like to see Frankie Morbidelli more, more competitive because I think he is a tremendous, tremendous rider. He proved it already. Yep. So let's get yeah. him a bike and see what he can do. Now, if, he's, if he chokes out, then, you know. On to world superbike he goes. Right, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I I just I'm this season's pretty interesting. Like when I start to think about it, I start to think about all the angles, all the storylines, um, what's going to happen. The schedule being different, right? They're starting at Portimao um, instead of uh, at Qatar. Are you um, still bitter about that? By the way, I'm a little bitter about it. But here's the thing: <laughs> they're still racing at Qatar, yep. so you know. Am I bitter? Of course I'm bitter. Of course I am. But am I going to dwell on it? No. 
No. And we have Austin I don't, in 70, what, 75, 72 days? I know. We have Austin, yeah. And yeah. so there's a little surprise for you there. Okay. Um, the the suite is the parked in turn one suite. So. Wow. Are you. I'm, <laughs> That, yeah. that's, so that's the yeah na- PT our name Nation, is going to be on the first, suite that's right that our name is, the is on first the suite time so now so you have to deliver that news directly to the nap and snake because all i have heard is well you guys would be bigger if you had somebody who actually markets your part your podcast so you just really silenced her for the past x number of months so i'm going to need you to deliver to package that up deliver that to her let's directly. just let's make it a surprise just let oh her see my. it on the door i i, I would absolutely so I, love that I, yeah i i did it in conjunction with um uh with another company but i okay. we do have we are the parked and turn one uh fantastic that's awesome yeah it's parked and turn one suite so yeah i mean it's it's i just thought it was fun and so I did it. Oh heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to her point, I, about, I won't be able to yeah. do that in Barcelona. Um, no. Uh-uh. But, uh, well, and I'm not even going to Barcelona. Wow. So you got you got me. Um, but in reality, um, you know, I think we would be bigger if if he had somebody actually marketing us. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna know. get there, folks. I mean, hey, we, listen. We, I, I do it with your support out there. You hear that? That's guilt right. Trip, I have very, <laughs> my bandwidth is maxed out right now. Like, oh, 100%. and 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 neither one of us love social media. That's the, <laughs> that's the other part. Isn't that about what it. makes it so difficult? I even I nuked. Yeah. My, I haven't been on Facebook in over a year. Like, I nuked my account completely. Right. And yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like, oh, I gotta make a post. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and so like if you're not enjoying it, you shouldn't do it because then it's not sincere, right? That's the way yeah, I feel yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're not, but she's right. I I mean, we are a complete delight, and more people would love us if we got our name out there. But the other thing I found is that um, I like for things to grow organically. I think in the end they're more fun that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I still owe you a T-shirt. But I guess what I have it, so don't sweat it. <laughs> don't um, sell that one. Just make sure you hold at least one of them back. For yeah. <laughs> well, look, we're almost out of them, but I set yours aside. It's fine. Um, but I, I think you know, I I, I think it's going to be cool, like to have our name on the suite. We'll definitely post about that um, with the with the tuning shop that went in with us, and uh, cool. Here very we are. Cool. Yeah, very That's cool. Awesome. I, I yeah, I'm excited to go, and you know we're. Man, it's been a long time. I, I don't like the way they're doing it now, but you know we have a lot of people um, that signed yeah, up yeah, with us. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, no, especially for me. Like I, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably without really thinking about day, it. a couple nervous phone calls. I think there. <laughs> Not well. I was more like my wife said, "You did what?" <laughs> I was just. I did it. I did. It's always better to ask for forgiveness rather than permission. So was I was that just couch like, looking good for a few nights. Woo, <laughs> woo, so comfortable. No, she, she, she is cool. She knew I knew what I was doing, but she was like, well, you better get some people in there. I was like, don't better worry. Making some friends. I was like, Bo and Andrew coming. She's like, well, you're 13 short. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so here we are. I mean, I think um, 
we're going to have a great time in Austin. I can't wait. I'm actually going to Austin in five days for work. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll scout it out. I'll see if our name's up there yet. I'll <laughs> see if we can't get it on the big board, like, you know, <laughs> on one of the big TV screens. <laughs> like, we don't need to see the race. Just put our logo up. It's better. That's fine. It's better. That's, that's acceptable, yeah. Or they yeah. could have us commentate the race and we could provide, you know, real live opinions. Well, I, I really I really thought it would be funny to try and get press passes for our podcast. I thought that would be amazing. Um, because if you don't think I'll walk into a garage with a press pass, you're <laughs> out of your mind. I will go touch one of those bikes. Um, but uh, it, it would be fun. It would be a lot of fun and... I, I really, I really can't wait to to get back out there. It's part. It's one of my favorite trips of the year. Yeah, every year, absolutely. like I go every year. It never gets old. Um, a lot of my friends, you know, they've gone a few times and they just kind of get tired of it. And I get it. It's a lot of money, but for me, it's like uh, the one trip I want to do year after year after year. And the other trips, you know, I kind of, I don't want to go to the same place every year, right? Like I want to go mm-hmm. different places, yeah, yeah. except when it comes to this. And this is just, it's just what I like. So, I, you know, and I hope, I hope you feel the same way because I don't want this to be a short lived parked in turn one suite. No, no. Yeah. We definitely need to, uh, we're, we're, I want to, uh, the vision I think is for, you know, not for us to have a push system to kind of get these tickets out to, to folks to join us in the suite. I think people need to be calling us to say, hey, do you have tickets for your suite ready yet? So we I can would like to be able to give them away. I'd oh, like to be able to get be, the yeah. suite and have people visit with us. Like, yeah, that would that be fun. Would, that would be Listen, uh, and if phenomenal. and Dan, if you're listening, I'm not talking about you and your rich butt. <laughs> We're not talking about you, Mr. I buy a new motorcycle whenever I feel like it. We're not talking about you. Um, that's, our, that's one of our four listeners. Um, but, uh, uh, but I, I think, you know, if we, if we look at the MotoGP season coming up, you know, we're talking about Austin, but Mm -hmm. if we look at the, the calendar coming up, it'll be different this year. And actually the more I, and I don't like change a lot, but the more I think about it, I think it'll be pretty cool. I think the the order is interesting. It'll add some extra intrigue to it. You know, we won't just be yeah, going through yeah. the motions until Austin, which I, I kind of catch myself doing. You know, we're still doing uh, Argentina with Termas de Rio Hondo yep. uh, right before the Circuit of the Americas. But having it in Portugal first is interesting. Uh, and then it's even interesting that we're going to be in uh, Kazakhstan, which... I mean, you could have given me a million guesses of where we were going to go for a new track <laughs> since the Kimi ring wasn't working out. Yeah, and, yeah. and you would not have gotten Kazakhstan out of me. <laughs> um, but it, it will be fun. And I and I will be very interested to see the new circuit in India as well. Uh, but having uh, Qatar at the end of the year might be kind of cool because they'll go Qatar and then they'll go straight to Ricardo Tormo. For the for the end of the year yeah, race, yeah. the last race of the year, so you know it could be really cool, right? Like it, it could be a cool thing, um, but it'll just be a little different. And right, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, the big ones that I look at being uh, uh, Mugello's in in June, and uh, in I believe September is uh, Misano. Right. So, yep. I mean, 
Now tell me, are you interested in seeing these new circuits? I mean, have you looked at them online at all? I've not looked I, I've at looked them at online. Them. I know that there's. I have. I looked at the circuit that I think that they're building in Tennessee, actually here in the United States. It's supposed to be world class. Um, that I'm mm. not sure when it's going to open. Mm. So I'm kind of. Excited I'm going to reserve about judgment. It. I'm, yeah. I'm going to reserve judgment because um, I have seen the plans. Okay. But also, we all know where motorcycle racing ranks right. in this no, country. Yeah, completely, completely agree. No, I understand. I think its first role is to be an FIM or an FIA um, accredited yeah. track. But well, yeah. again, like you're saying, I, I completely agree. We'll see. Um, yeah, but no, I, 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 I want to get I'll believe to get that when look I see at the, the new track layouts at, at um, uh, Kazakhstan and then also um, in India to, uh, to get a look and see what they look like, you know, uh, even satellite pictures, see what kind of, well, runoffs or see what kind of complaints we may foretell that yeah. might come out of riders. Yeah. So, you know, we talked real, let's sort of touch on real quick, you know, we have some of the lower classes, you know, we've got Pedro and Ayagura in Moto2. Anybody else you got your eye on in Moto2 coming up? I, I really I mean, want I, to see if Celestino Vietti is going to implode again this year. Um, oof, if it happens, God. I'm going to be quite a, quite a bit disappointed. Um, well, I think he'll be in World Superbike faster than... He intended to be, if right? He does. But, but again, um, obviously, we really want something to happen out of the American racing team, or at least I do. Um, but do I think it's gonna happen? Um, I, I can't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I can't say I'm going this this season with a lot of faith. Well, look, Sean Dylan Kelly. Um, had a year. He's learned the tracks, mm-hmm. so he's he's got some knowledge. Um, I think if Joe Roberts doesn't do anything this year, I think it's over for him. I think you know it's time to move on. Uh, I kind of believe that Sam Lowe's is kind of done, but I'm very interested to see Isan Guevara how fast he gets up to speed. Absolutely. Likewise, um, Sergio Garcia. We know he's a tremendous mm-hmm. rider. Um, we have Arbolino. Let's see what Darren Bender and how many times he crashes. But <laughs> I think I'm, I'm think most Arbolino is going to be a championship contender this year in Moto Two. Well, I, he may, but I, I but I want to see him do it consistently. Yeah. Um, another one of your favorite guys, you know, in being Jake Dixon. I'm interested to see what he does. But really, for me, the guy, the guy that's got to do it. Is Pedro? Yeah, is Pedro? I like yeah. it, it, you know. Aaron Canet is going to be a contender. Will Aaron Canet win the championship? I don't believe so. Um, but you know, I mean, Pedro, Fermin, Isan Guevara, Jake Dixon, Celestino Vietti, Joe Roberts, Darren Bender. Uh, Lots of big names so, in Moto Two. Golly, yeah. I mean, you you got to when you start looking at it, it there really are lots of big names. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very, very interested to see if any of these guys can can separate themselves from it because I, 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 just, I just don't know. I mean, I believe it, it could be just a unbelievable race every single time they go out there, right? Yeah. So, and, so let me ask a tough question then. Okay. We've just talked about these big talents and big names that are uh, have been in Moto2 for a year or so. Um, and are also incoming into Moto2. So mm-hmm. do you think that Joe Roberts has missed his window? Yeah. Okay. 
I do. I, I think, you know, he could have taken that Apriya job. They were going to give it to him, but it was the right decision not to go because Apriya was a dumpster fire at that point. Um, he didn't know they were going to come out with a tremendous bike, right? He didn't know yep. that. Um, even so, even if he had and they came out with the bike that they came out with, there's no guarantee he, that he would have taken it. There's no guarantee it. he could. Exactly. Um, I, and I didn't mention Alonso Lopez, who's going to get a full season. Right. I mean, golly, Moto2 is a murderer's row, man. There's going to be some real good racing in there. And I, you know, I'm excited for it. Um, SDK is the American hope now, honestly, in my opinion. Right, right. Um, Touching on Moto3, who are you looking at this year? Because I know who I'm looking at, but I want your thought. Like, the... Well, the I guy mean, that you know who I thought this championship would have belonged to if it hadn't been for some bad luck and a couple of bad decisions. I mean, Ayuma Sasaki looked amazing last year. Uh, yep, just yep. fast throughout the year. I think um, even after the injuries. Yeah, yeah. So he Ayuma Sasaki will you know he's going to be competitive. I think you're going to go Marrero. No, Munoz. Okay, Munoz. Right. I want to see the the knife wielding Munoz himself. <laughs> see, I mean, see how many times he's in the penalty box. Is that what you're looking yeah, for? Exa- listen, if, if this was hockey, how many long this, laps he gets. This oh my year. God. About that. If, if this was hockey, this guy would be the enforcer and he would be fighting every week on track. His moves are so aggressive. He gives no quarter. I love it. But I want to see if he can translate that into wins, you know? And so that's, that's the thing. So, all the classes are going to be good. I, I just think, you know, looking at, I started looking at Moto2 yesterday. And I was like, man, look at the talent in here. Yeah, yeah. So my next question is, who is on the hot seat for the ride next year? Well, we know Franco Morbidelli. Um, Takanakagami. Takanakagami. Uh, but if you're KTM and Acosta looks amazing, who do you kick out of your team? Well, I mean, who did they sign? How long did they sign Pole for? Was it a two-year extension? I thought it was, but I don't know for for a fact. Uh, you know, and I mean, I, I personally would have only taken Pole Sparger for one year with Gas Gas, with the option, uh, you know, to pick up a rookie. Um, yeah. You know, we we see how fickle KTM is as far as their contracts go, and how quickly they're going to let someone out, or or you know, cut ties with with a rider, um, which I still think is a shame that Remy Gardner is not in MotoGP this year. I, that that bothers me. Um, right, but uh, to me, I think that obviously, um, I Takanakagami is the big name to me that has to really step up this year. Um, that seat is going to be vacated if he's not there, and I think that Ayagura is going to be top dog to yeah. slide into that. One hundred percent. Well, they will um, only take an Asian rider. That's, that's exactly, part of their deal, yeah. so I mean, it's going to be Ayagura. I agree. Uh, Sparger signed a two-year you know, deal. So let, let's okay. So Sparger is on a two-year deal, and if um. Uh, you know, I I guess I can't see them really dropping um, Augusto Fernandez after one year, though. I, I feel like that it's I, I really feel like you can't drop a Moto Two rider that comes up into Moto GP after one season. I think you have to get that season under your belt, um, and then let them let them ride the next year to kind of see how he's only going. on a one year deal. See, to me, that's that's I, I don't feel like you can really build a program that way. You know what I mean? Um, Listen, you don't tell KTM what to do. They I make know. the rules. What do I know? They, yeah. 
yeah, you don't know anything because obviously they've chosen an excellent rider in Polo Spargo and given him two years because he has won a lot of races in GP. Or has he? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends which GP. Was it MotoGP on Xbox, PlayStation, or... Yeah, no, I'm sure he's won a lot of those races, right? Uh, but I, I think um, that's interesting. So, But if I'm Pedro... I mean, he's not beholden to go to KTM, uh, especially because if he wants to leave, he's done with his contract in Moto2 after this year. Yeah. He could go to the factory Yamaha team if Morbidelli doesn't do well. Well, I'm also, I mean, you also got to look at Raul Fernandez, too. I mean, Raul Fernandez might be on a uh, on a new bike, too, but he's, you know, he, he kind of got, I, I honestly feel like he dodged a bullet in being able to stay in MotoGP this year. Um, with the Tech T Tech Three uh, switch over to uh, Aprilia, um, but I think DG too. If DG doesn't show a lot of progress, then he could possibly be someone that that everyone's looking at to uh, you know either bump back down to Moto Two or um, or move somewhere else. But th- right. the results, uh, this is a tough, tough, tough business now. It, it's getting it's getting very very cutthroat, I think, because the level of the sport has been elevated to such a high degree. Um, that these riders have to come out of the gate and be fast immediately when they throw their leg over a MotoGP bike. Yeah, I think so. I, so it looks like Oliveira's on a two-year deal, but Fernandez is on a one-year deal with Apriya. If 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 the bike is good and Raul has any sort of showing, though, his job is safe. Which I think that's, I mean, to me, I we see. I think there's a ton of talent there. I, I don't think that's a bad decision by Aprilia to, to get to stick with him a bit. And obviously, Aprilia is dedicated to riders with less than stellar records, um, you know, in their programs. So it, it kind of follows suit that they're going to give him a chance, you know, if they do keep him around. Yeah, I I don't know. I, it's the business of motorcycling, right? Like it's it's fickle. We, no. It is, and I think all racing at the highest level is fickle, right? Like that's just part of it, right? And you have to deal with that as a professional, and and you know not take things so and be a professional personally, and be a professional, right? So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm interested to see, and I would love to hear the logic behind signing pole to a two year and Augusto Fernandez to a one-year. And I'm interested to see if Pedro decides he's ready to go up with what rides are going to be open, you know, because like we said, if, if Morbidelli does poorly, he's going to leave. We don't. I don't think Jorge Martin is going to stay at Pramac, honestly. I think he's planning to leave Pramac because he's mad he didn't get the factory seat. So maybe Yamaha gets Martin, and maybe Pedro yeah. slides into a Ducati, which could be the worst thing to happen to MotoGP because – We've seen that guy just be dominant, and you know he might he may not take to a MotoGP bike, but if he does, look out on that bike. Forget about it. So you know, I mean, this is this is really interesting this year. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it shapes yeah. up because that's why they run the races. You have to finish. You have to do your job every weekend, and uh, they people don't do it all the time. And we will um, be here week after week to tell them how they didn't do it. Well, and then we have the specter of Top Rack Razgatlioglu hanging out there, right? It's a good segue I, into World Superbike. I'm not really, I'm not drinking that Kool Aid as far as it comes to MotoGP yet. I'm just not there. Well, I, I don't want to discredit think, any any talent that he has on a bike. I think he is probably he, he has to be hands down 
probably the strongest individual on the front end of a motorcycle when it comes to motorcycle racing in the world and what a He's bike feels like on the on the front yeah. end. Um, so I don't ever want to discredit that. But what we just said, if they don't take to the bike, you know, right out of the gate, what that can do to a rider's mentality, what you know, and, and what yeah. it ultimately can do on the fallout of their career. But um, none of I, that I just, matters to a factory when they sign them. They don't know that until they get him there. Yeah, so no, they, 100%. All they, yeah, all they but, can go on is what they see in World Superbike. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I completely agree. Uh, like I said, I'm just not I'm not drinking the Top Rack MotoGP Kool-Aid just yet. Well, no, no. I'm not drinking the Top Rack Kool-Aid in MotoGP, but I don't think it's a far stretch to think that Yamaha would take him over a rookie like Pedro or a crasher yeah. like Martin. Makes No, that makes perfect sense. Right, you but know, we've also you seen some of the cheaper. decisions that have been made by Yamaha in the past, though, too, like taking well, somebody like Darren Bender. I mean, you know, if they pull out wooden wheels this year, I'll be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, I think Top Rack. So let's segue into World Superbike. They had their first test. Top Rack's already trying to break the lap record. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to try for the lap record tomorrow, and I'm like, this guy. He, you know, you have to give it to him. He is, he is just a special, special talent yeah. on two wheels. I mean, I don't care what class you're in. I mean, the, you said it before. The things he does on the front end of a motorcycle, like I don't know of another rider that I watch on a regular. I, I can't remember one through the history and the hundreds, if not thousands, of races that I've watched that I thought a guy was going to crash and basically any big braking zone every time. And he doesn't, you know, it's like, oh, he's going down. He lost. No, he made it. Oh, he lost the front. No, he's good. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just nope. unbelievable. So uh, let's move over to World Superbike. Well, before I do that, sorry, I wanted to get your pick before we've seen any preseason testing. Oh, boy. The world champions of each class oh my go oh yeah so let's go, go. from the bottom yuma sasaki i'm gonna go with moto three sasaki, yuma moto sasaki. Three. yep yeah uh moto two i'm going to i'm gonna pick ayagura uh, okay because i would love right. to see him win um and then moto gp i'm gonna say bastianini wow I think wow. they're gonna. I think they're gonna duke it out all year, and I think Bastianini's gonna get the better of, Pe- of Pecco. Okay. Okay. Well, I like those picks. So, uh, Moto Three for me. I already mentioned it. I'm going David Munoz. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm ready to see. I I saw some real flashes from him last year, and just on a side note, I just love it. <laughs> I just love it when <laughs> I see him pop out from behind somebody. I know something's about to happen. Um, in Moto Two, I'm going Pedro. It's the easy pick, but I I really just think a healthy Pedro is is a dominant Pedro. He's dominant Pedro. I I really think he wins it. Um, and then in Moto GP, um, honestly, I I just I cannot for the life of me get away from Peko Bagnaya. Um, and I I get it. We went kind of boring there, uh, but. Mm-hmm. I, I can't trust the bike from Yamaha or Honda. Like, I've seen nothing to say right, right. they're going to be fine. KTM is really in that same boat, although they're there. I don't believe for one second Maverick Vinales can keep Mark Marquez from getting in his head. And <laughs> Alicia Spargaro is good. I don't think he's great. 
I think he's really, really good. I don't yeah, think he's yeah. great. And I think you have to be great. I mean, we saw it at the end of the year last year. He kind of faded. Um, he had gotten some – he had had some real fortuitous finishes in the beginning of the year, and he had done a great job. I don't want to take away from that, but we but saw the, in the, the end yeah. – that's why I kind of alluded the, to the yeah. uh, you know the limit that Aprilia if they find their yeah. limit quick yeah. too quick yeah. throughout the season, which I think yeah. they did so last year a little bit. In the end, a guy that was behind by him behind him by more than fifty points beat him by a lot. <laughs> it wasn't close, right? So you know, I I, I don't think it's a leash. So I, I that's what I'm going to go. I think Pecco has a chance to repeat, but on a good bike, you cannot ignore Fabio or Marquez. Or maybe even mm-hmm. mirror, but we yeah. just have to see those bikes. You know, let's let's watch the preseason, and we'll make another prediction, and we'll see if they change, uh, because that's going to be very interesting. But going right now, that's where I would go. Okay. Um, All right. St- stepping over to World Superbike really quick, I and mean, we've been on here for a while, but um, they had their first test today or yesterday. Uh, I'm I am immediately impressed by the the showing that uh, we saw from Danilo Petrucci. Uh, I think Gardner was pretty solid on his first day. Uh, but in the end, it's Bautista versus Top Rack. Do you have anything that disputes that? No, I can't. I mean, I think we saw that in every race last year. You know, Jonathan Ray shows glimpse, uh, shows, uh, why not say glimpses, I mean, you know, shows flashes. He's flashes. Amazing. Amazing initial pace right out of the gate, you know, um, can be able to, can be aggressive for a few laps. But then it fades, um, and I think that that has to do with the bike development. Um, you know, we talked that the, the Yamaha, excuse me, the Kawasaki is, it's very, very fast mid-corner, but there's nowhere that that bike can actually exploit that kind of strength um, consistently over and over and over um, the course of a lap with every single track. So it's it's just very difficult, I think, for Jonathan Ray to use that bike, which is a bike that is good at so many things, um, and as I know that I'm kind of, I've, I've sound like a broken record with this, but I feel like the Kawasaki is good at so many things, but not great at one thing, uh, like the Yamaha is like the Ducati is. Um, so I think that that's, it, it's, it's almost a mediocrity across the board. It doesn't have those high spots. Right. But that's also yeah. saying it's one of the best bikes in the planet. Um, it, and you know, there's no disputing it. I mean, it really is, but. I, I, so if Yamaha has some more power, I mean, he just barely, that's the thing about top rack, you know, if he's on a time attack, he can do things with the bike. I don't think anyone else can do, but when it comes to racing, you know, especially on tracks with a big straight, I don't know if Yamaha's mm-hmm. closed that gap. Right. That's a big gap they, to close too. I mean, even uh, the Ducati last, last year, year, you know, yeah. I mean, but the thing was, is like, we didn't see it so much with Rinaldi. We saw it with. Bautista. And I mean, it was while it was super fast with both Redding, who was a much bigger rider, and Rinaldi, it's just the combination of, you know, Bautista, who weighs less than my eleven year old son. <laughs> uh, you know, he he's just a small guy and he he's just on a rocket ship for a motorcycle, right? So yeah. I, I just feel like it's it's really interesting and the fight will be good. Do you expect Top Rack? to win it this year i think so i think top racks um i think top rack is is he wants the plate back um sure, uh, sure. yeah I'm i sure think that, I, I definitely think the top rack he came on very very strong towards the end of the season um yeah 
I think well, he takes I, mean, I think he takes that crown back. Yeah, so if if Bautista doesn't jump on him at the first of the year, what a dogfight we're in for. It's gonna the races are gonna be so good. Um unfortunately, like you mentioned, I don't think Johnny Ray is gonna really be involved in that very often. Um he I mean he I think he's he's the third best rider in the world in the world superbike. Right, right. Which is in anything else. You're a top five in the world at anything. That's super impressive. It's just unfortunately these two guys are just on another level right now. Um but I don't I don't I I think Bautista wins it again. I think he got a taste for it. I think he completed the mission. Um and I I think if if Ducati's bike is solid, as good as it was and maybe even a bit improved over last year, mm, I don't know how you beat him. But yeah. you know, like you said if there's a man to do it it's top right. Uh, what do you expect from the rookies, uh, Danilo Petrucci, Remy Gardner, uh, and the new two-time defending World Supersport champion, Dami Agutter? What do you are you expecting anything from those guys? Do you think you think lots of top tens and then maybe a podium here and there? I, I expect more out of Petrucci than the others. Um, personally, uh, Petrucci's got a year. Uh, is he right? He's riding for Ducati, right? He's riding a Barney Ducati. Yes. A bar, okay. Um, I expect more out of Petrucci personally than um, than out of Remy Gardner or um, Dami Agutter. Um, I'm thinking Petrucci, you know, uh, definitely has potential to to take some take the fight to a top five. I believe. Um, I, I think that Petrucci's still clawing his way back into you know kind of proving proving who he is to people, um, and and the the. The dreamer in me wants to see Petrucci get a win in World Superbike uh, because then we can say that Petrucci has won a Dakar stage, won moto, uh, race, races in MotoGP, has won in Moto America, and then win in World Superbike. Um, we, we, I can, I believe very confidently, I can say that Daniela Petrucci deserves to be in the motorcycle, um, like the Hall of Fame. He is a a legend, I think, in the FIM Hall of Fame at this point. Wow. Well, um, he's done a lot. He's done across a lot no, of classes. You know, he's right? the only. Yeah, he's the only motorcycle rider to have done um, to have put his name on some of the things that we just listed off. Um, so I yeah. mean, I think that you know, Daniel Petrucci has earned that. He's been to so many different disciplines and he's done so many different things um, on a motorcycle that he absolutely has stapled his name in history. I believe across the world. Um, and, and I think he needs to be recognized for that. I don't disagree with you. I, I think uh, I think he's more than earned that. I think everything you're saying is really valid. When you do something that no one else has done across motorcycling classes, that's that's really cool. So you know, I'll credit I'll, I'll credit to him, man. I've a lot of respect for him, and hope he has a great year. Um, so in terms of Remy Gardner, I think he's got some. He mentioned it. I read the article today. Said I've mm-hmm. got in some bad habits with GP. I got to break those, and and then we'll see how it goes. But the bike feels good, and you know, it, good. he yeah. was eleventh on his first day on the bike. That's not terrible. So, you know, we'll just have to see. Um, but did anything else in the off season strike your fancy? Uh, not particularly. I see that KTM's developing another sport bike, the RC. RC 990, I think, is what they're calling Ooh. it for the street. Um, not a bad looking bike. It's it's a it's a unique looking bike. I'll say that. Um, yeah. So just now, another, is it, is just it another in money the sports? Pit. Oh right. Is it is it in the uh, 
the realm of sport bike, or is it kind of like a naked? Oh, it's or? a fully fared sport bike. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. I see it there. Okay. I take the RC8C look. I don't know why they're doing that look. I don't like that look. I want, I'd rather see the, uh, I'd rather see it with the RC8C look. But yeah, if it's I, for I the agree, street, but you know. Eh, if it's for the street, they're doing what they got to do for the street. Um, so have you sent a strongly worded letter to Suzuki yet? <laughs> About pulling out of the championship or the fact yeah. that they've been... No, I, I haven't. I, I know that... You just that, told them you're done with them, they're dead to you? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, they don't care, um, which that's fine because I... Did they know that we have a suite? They then will. Maybe they'd take us more seriously. You know they what? Should. Let's tag them. Yeah. Let's right. tag them. That sounds on good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you know what? I, I have to admit to you that I did a couple other podcasts while we were off. Not motorcycle related. They were more dental related. But Really? Did, so, yeah. you still got your fix. You still got to listen to yourself talk. Mm. I mean, this this voice is just so Sultry. good for radio. Sultry. I mean, I, I, I feel... It just feels like butter when it comes out. I think it sounds like that to people. It's very soothing and comforting. Butter. Um, that's, what it, that's what it sounds like, too. I'll go... <laughs> But other than that, I mean, I'm excited to get back into it. I don't, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really excited for the new testing, I, the first test for MotoGP, which is coming up here uh, in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm just ready for it. So, yeah, it's uh, it was good to good to get get back. I mean, we've had uh, healthy doses of life. I think the last um, the last couple of months traveling, and you've got work. I've got work. Uh, traveling yeah. and you know i've got four and a half weeks left of uh finished up my, my degree um so yeah right lots on. of lots of stuff in the uh, in the in the fire man hey well congratulations on that degree provided you don't flunk your final very fair but it's very fair <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah it it's nice to kind of the motorcycle's coming back again. It's so strange when there's nothing running. Um, we did not talk about Moto America. Looks like Tony Elias is back mm-hmm. in some yeah. capacity. It looks like uh, Tyler Scott is back with Vision for the Supersport class and or the yeah the next generation Supersport class. And uh, Richie Escalante is back on the Superbike as well. Um, and of course we have it Warhorse Ducati, you know, Josh Heron moved up to the Superbike, and Chevy Flores moved over to the Supersport, the V2. So we're getting some, uh, some international flavor for sure. Yeah. And every year somebody comes over. So that's good. Um, do you think with Cam back at Moto America, do you think Jake still runs away with it? Um, I think that Cam's got to hurry up and, and close the gap. Obviously, you know, Jake Dixon's got, or excuse me, I'm sorry, Jake Gagne's Whoa. got that. Uh, Whoa, Jake Dixon's over here? Yeah. Whoa, breaking news. Breaking would, news, everybody. I would stop watching Moto America. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge to watch Moto America now. That's the icing on the cake for me. No. Oh, my um, god! I think Jake Gagne, you know, obviously he's got the, the Stamboli factor. He's got the experience on the bike. He's a monster on that bike anyway. Um I honestly, there's going to be a very, very interesting season, I think, with uh, with Moto America. And uh, my wife and I talked about this today, actually. You know, Cam Peterson 
at Cambobier. Uh, PJ Jacobson actually looked good on the BMW last year. I think that BMW is taking a step forward. The Ducati oh, for sure. is going to be super strong this year. Um, and then uh, you yeah, and then the, there's the Jake Gagne factor as well too. So um, I, I want to say there's you know, and then Matt Skoltz. Let's not forget Matt Skoltz. You know, I mean, you can you can never count him out either. Um, so there's there's a lot of interesting storylines I think in Moto America itself, probably more so than 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 we had last year. Uh, looking at that championship as a whole. And I'm also curious if Richie Escalante can make a step forward um, on that bike and, and really take to the superbike. Um, because we were, I, I personally was a little bit you know disappointed that Richie Escalante stayed in Moto America and, and didn't kind of try to venture out um, into the, the European scene. But, well, I mean, um, he, he, he may not have had the opportunity, but I, true, with you, yeah, I, true. I, I wanted him to go over there, but he, he couldn't yet. So, this year, though, we do have the ability to run the same bike as World Superbike in Moto America, if you can afford it. Well, that's right. Nice, I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> where the transmissions can be the same. So, you know, that's that's part of it. That was so the does last that mean missing that piece. is going to pony up the dough and then they're just going to try to stack the stack the grid with the best bike? Man, I don't know. But I, I think if they can. So I wondered how much performance difference there was between the two bikes with the transmissions being different, mm-hmm. and they say it makes a huge difference. So, I mean, we'll see how how many weeks is it? Give me the over-under on how many weeks before Josh Heron is mad. Two. <laughs> two weeks? Two. Because he's not going to beat Jake Gagne. Do you think he's going to beat Jake Gagne? No. I don't either. No. Like, no. It, it, look. Listen, we said at the beginning, unqualified and biased opinions. <laughs> unfiltered, unqualified. Unfiltered, <laughs> unqualified. Yeah. But just in my opinion, what I've seen from Jake, all the things that you mentioned before with Stamboli, the issues, I don't even think Josh keeps this ride longer than a year. Well, I mean, if you – so let's let's look at this as a whole, right? Um, these are teams, they are businesses, um, and they are – you are competing at a high level um, inside of a sport. So you have to have the proper representation. You have to have the proper bean on the back of the motorcycle. You have to have all these things in place and you have to have a professional attitude and professional mentality, how you go out, go out and improve your craft and conduct yourself. I just think Jake Gagne is a professional Cambobier, a professional, you know, even on their worst days, these guys still behave like professionals. They don't behave like, adolescent children. Um, and I think that that's not something that Ducati has in the garage at this point um, in Josh Heron. I don't wonder why they wouldn't sign Cam. You put Cam on that Ducati, oof. Ooh, if he can take to it, oof. Because mm-hmm. we know how fast Cam is and, right, and, yeah. you know, on the Superbike. He is he is great on the Superbike. Um, and I think he probably improved himself as a rider in Moto2. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely without a doubt. I think he had to because those dudes, the talent level over there is so high, and he was running at the front of it a few times. I think, you know, that's that's really I, cool. But I, I told my wife, and this is this is somewhat conspiracy theorist of me, but I, I still don't believe that there's coincidence that, and there, there very well could be, but I don't believe that there's, I don't want to believe that there's coincidence that Cambobier um, ended up on a BMW and Garrett Gerloff also ended up on a BMW this year. Everybody get out their tinfoil hat. <laughs> I mean, here comes here comes Bo. 
our next hour is the conspiracy theory hour. Um, Bo's going to talk about the pyramids of Giza, <laughs> Cam and Gerloff going to BMW, and oh, uh, this, this. Yeah, this is and the, the Rockefellers. And then if you wanted to tune in for the late night podcast, we got the cryptid hour where Bo examines photos of Bigfoot. <laughs> we'll break down the top 10 EVP hoaxes of the last five years. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. No, listen, guys, full disclosure, Bo is a prepper. He's got a 1400 square foot underground survival shelter with 12 years worth of food and water. The sad thing is most um, people are going to believe this. They're going to buy well, it. Well, I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I was there when you bought the containers and welded them up. <laughs> um, I thought they were going to be a garage for motorcycles. Nope. Big hole. You wouldn't even know they're there now, though. You wouldn't even know it. But, uh, yeah, get your tinfoil hats out because Bo Bo's dipping in there on the conspiracy theorists. But, you know, I don't know and I haven't seen that Cam has signed a contract with BMW. Okay. And, you know, maybe maybe he's... Uh, maybe that's his maybe audition just, this year. Yeah, maybe he's just like, well, I don't really want to. I want to stay home. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't see any news about it. I haven't seen any news. And, I mean, I, we'll see. If he shows up, he shows up. But, uh, you know, I, I, I know I saw that he was coming back to Moto America, but... You know, it, it is what it is. So, hey, you know, we'll see where he ends up. I mean, it's very, very possible that he could be on that BMW, but I haven't seen a, a, a thing that he signed with them. You know, so right, right. I mean, who knows? Cam is his own man. He might just be like, you know what? I'm taking a year off. So, I don't think so, though. But what are you gonna do, man? You just all you can do is. Just wait for this. Wait for the list to come out if it's not <laughs> yeah. already out, and uh, yep. and then just let it all unfold, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, um, they they haven't announced the twenty twenty three superbike rider entry list. That'll be when we know if he's signed. So we'll see what happens. Um, but do you have anything else tonight, Bo? I don't, man. I think it's been a a good uh, a good one back. A good start back to the to the new year. Good to get back into the groove. Um, yeah, it's exciting. A lot, a lot of exciting things happening um, for for us and motorcycle racing. I think um, abroad, uh, just lots of lots of good stuff. Twenty twenty three, twenty twenty three is going to be a good one. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, I, I'm excited for you know to see if uh, if this year lines up like last year did because last year was a great year honestly it really was so i'm hope i'm hopeful that uh i'm hopeful that this year is just as good and mm -hmm. and look it, i i would love to see now as the more i think about it i'd love to see marquez back in the mix because something's gonna happen if he's in a group you don't know if it's good or bad but something is yeah, gonna happen yeah and that and that's that's kind of why we like drama. It's okay. Drama. It's drama. The drama makes us watch, right? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, to everybody out there, if you're you're riding on the track or you're riding on the street, listen, we, we really want you to stay safe. 
keep that uh, shiny side up, that rubber side down. If you're not following us on social, please give us a follow. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Parked and Turn One, the number one. We'd love to have you. We post very little, as the <laughs> the wife of Bo uh, mentioned. We'll try to improve our marketing department. I don't know. We got to get in touch with that person. But uh, we had a great time talking tonight. It's a good way to start the year. And we look forward to next time. We'll see you then. Have a good one, guys.